Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to The Fan. I'm kind of trolling on social media, as I love to do, and a lot of people do, on Twitter, at AWOD Radio is where you can find me. I just put out the tweet about Kyle Kuzma. Can Kyle Kuzma be an all-star in 2023? Yes, it's a poll. Yes, no, he's already better than Beal or Kuzma for MVP. Those are your options to vote right there. Talking Washington Wizards this morning after a... um, what I'm calling was a good loss last night, a 117 to 114 loss to the Atlanta Hawks, where the Wizards played good wire to wire. Just came up short at the end of a Kyle Kuzma half court shot for the tie, went off the back of the rim, and so a loss for this young Wiz team as they're kind of building for a higher uh, lottery pick in the NBA draft. And we got the uh, look. We got about 30 games left here in the regular season, and the Wizards are at the 11 spot right now in the standings. So on the outside of the playoffs looking in. And so, look, the most important thing for me is getting the young guys minutes and getting Rui Hashimura involved and getting him as many shots as possible. One of these games, he's going to shoot 20 shots. You know, I'll take my pants off and start dancing. Or pants off, dance off here when I'm watching the Wizards game. But uh, joining me on the hotline right now is, uh, you listen to AWOD Radio, is the commander of Wizards Twitter, my guy Dominique Nelson of Damo of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Top of the morning to you. Yeah, good morning, man. Good morning. And so uh, let's get started here. So I just put it out there on Twitter, all right? Kyle Kuzma, can he be an all-star in 2023? I I think I know your answer because I know Kyle Kuzma sent you an autographed jersey, man. (laughs) I know you're a big Uh, fan of his. For sure, for sure, man. I just, I just love the way he approached the game, man. He, he's, it's no, it's no, uh, not the fake about the dude, man. He just, he approaches the game the right way, and you know, when he plays six ten, he, he gets it done, man. He puts it on. So, I, I like Kyle Kuzma a lot. So let's talk about his ceiling, right? Like w- the most potential that, like, what is the best version of Kyle Kuzma that could possibly happen in the next two or three years? Wow. Uh, it's there's definitely still potential there for sure. I mean, I think we've seen it the last what thirty five, close to forty games. Mm-hmm. And I think he's what twenty two and ten on about fifty five percent true shooting since you know since he's kind of been the man. So uh, I think he can do that for the season, honestly. Um, and if he does that for the season, that's definitely an all star in the in the East because um, it's not really deep at at, at the forward power forward spot. So, yeah, if he can do that for the year, um, 
that that's a, that's a dude right there. Yeah, let's talk about some some names around the NBA that you could maybe compare him to. Like, like do you think he could get to like Paul George potential? Or is that maybe maybe a little too far? It's a little too far. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I, but I, but I think he has some of that type of mismatch ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's on the staff though to kind of kind of exploit it. You know, he, he's, again, he's six ten. So, but then he has the mobility of a guard. So you can. You know, you can match him up with Smalls. He can shoot right over top of him. You put a big on him, he's too quick. So they got to they gotta try to exploit that and actually, you know, run a, a structured offense around his ability. And I think I think he can really, really take off because if, if, if you remember, you know, out of that L.A. trio of, of young guys with him, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, he was the best one the first oh, yeah. two years before oh, yeah. LeBron showed up. No, so, I, Damo, I remember one of my friends, a huge Lakers fan, and, I mean, he's been talking about Kyle Kuzma since his rookie year, saying, like, Kyle Kuzma was going to be the next star in this league. Like, there, I mean, there's Laker fans that have been losing their mind about Kuzma for years, so there's definitely a lot of potential with him. One person that's disappointing me recently has been Daniel Gafford. How, like, what do you make of the performance last night with four points and three rebounds and, and just 18 minutes of play, and it just feels like it's always something with him. It's it, Whether it's, you know, foul trouble, or he's missing shots, or, or, you know, he's not getting back in transition, he's running out of energy. I mean, it just feels like, yeah. man, like, we paid him to be our starting center, and he's not doing that. Yeah, I, I think he's he's still developing. He's still only 23, I believe. Um, and, and I think he's one of those bigs. I mean, he's matched up against one of the better front courts in the league with, with Capella and John Collins, those guys are going to make it tough on a lot of bigs. But I just think with him, he's a guy that I think he's only going to be as good as your point guard play is. Yeah. So because he catches lobs like, and all that. Yeah. So like, if you had a Chris Paul on this team, he he's going to look like an all star because he's going to catch lobs, he's going to dunk on everything, and then when he does that. That gets his confidence up. That gets him more engaged in the defensive end. Then all of a sudden, he hitting, he getting three, four, five blocks and, and running in transition. And he's just changing the game. So I think, I think as we get better point guard play here, you'll see a better version of Daniel Gafford. But, but you know, he's gonna have some some ups and downs because he's just so young and he's. I mean, he literally just started playing significant NBA minutes last the back end of last year. So. We'll yeah. give him some more time. Yeah, and, and I'm interested in what you think about this. I was talking to Chase Hughes about it the other day. I feel like in practice, if Kristaps Porzingis is healthy and fully practiced, like, I feel like Kristaps would dominate Daniel Gafford in practice and, and really actually kind of teach him a little bit of things because I, I think I think people underestimate that Kristaps Porzingis can battle down low with some of the big men in this league. Not like with the Joel and Beads, uh, but I, I think he can really dominate some centers around this league, and I think he would dominate like a guy like Daniel Gafford. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, KP to me is a top ten big when he's healthy, mm-hmm. but that's just that's the that's the big thing when right. he's healthy. But he can definitely show Gafford a few things as far as you know footwork on the post and on the block. And uh, you know, I, I think KP's biggest attribute is his high post high post face up game. Like when he you know the, the couple years with the the Knicks, and then you know I know it didn't go great with Dallas, but when he showed his biggest flashes with Dallas. I mean, he just killed you out of that high post and that face-up game. And I mean, he just because he he quick, he's sudden, and then he's seven three, so he can just shoot right over the top of you right there. And he has great touch. So yeah. if he can if he can show Gafford just a half of of that, you know, the, his, 
Gafford could really go to another level. And I, I like the idea of both of them on the floor together, too. I do, too. And, and I mean, that's that's on West Sunsell Jr. to find a, you know, find a way to make that work. And that's why I want to see Kristaps Porzingis at some point this season. And I know a lot of the fan base is kind of like, look, man, he's got health issues. Let's leave him out. We don't have any chance of making the playoffs this year. Let's wait on it. But I want to see them experiment with some rotations. I want to see them experiment getting him in there with some of the young guys that we have, seeing him do some pick-and-roll situations, maybe with Denny Avdia or with Corey Kispert and some pick-and-pops and stuff. So I want to see him get into the game, and I expected yesterday for him to play. Like, when we made the trade for him, I had that Friday game against the Atlanta Hawks circled for Kristaps Porzingis to get to play his first game in a Wizards uniform. It didn't happen. I'm now hoping for some time on the West Coast trip. What, what do you think, man? Would you sit him out, or do you want to see him in there? Yeah, it's funny. I was I was just kind of going back and forth on Twitter with somebody yesterday on this. Um, but yeah, I, I would. I, I think I want to see him play because um, I do want to see that. Like, see how creative West can get with some of the lineups in that front court. But I don't want them to rush it. Like, I don't want them to. You know, you know, he's still feeling some soreness in that knee, and it's like, okay, go out there and play, and then something catastrophic happens. Like, right. if he's not healthy, if he's not all the way. If he's not 200% healthy, don't play him. Like, there's no – for me, the, 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 the upside of him playing early and getting hurt versus him, uh, uh, you know, uh, playing and you get a couple games out of it and then, you know, you kind of lessen your draft pick. I, I, I don't think it's, it's – I, I it wouldn't be a risk I would be willing to take. Again, unless he's like 200% healthy um, and he, he's going to be able to protect himself out there. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean, and and you definitely want him for hopefully like seventy games next year. That that'd be the perfect situation there. Uh, let's talk about Denny Avdia. What are your thoughts on him? Are are you still seeing potential in him to grow and and to become a starter in this league? Or are you losing faith in Denny Avdia? How do you break down his game at this point in his career? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much kind of where I've always been on Denny. Like I think he's a really good like rotation two-way player um whether that be as a starter depending on what how the team is structured around him or coming off the bench playing a specific role but i think he does a a lot of things that help you win i i just don't know if i see like you know all-star i don't see future all-star uh you know fringe all-star type player i just see a really good like role piece like kind of like a nick batum or, mm. or Boris Diaw type. Um, <laughs> I think he can carve out a role like that where he, you know, he can get you 12 points, 14 points, maybe hit like two threes, but then he's one of the best wing defenders on the floor and can get you another, you know, three assists and maybe four or five rebounds. Yeah. You um, know what I would I love to see? that type of guy. Damo, I would love to see Bradley Beal take him with him this offseason and work with him with pure sweat and all those guys and and work, really work on his ball handling, man, because if he can become a really good ball handler with both hands, I know he can do everything with his right now and he needs to work on his left, but going around screens, going downhill, he could be something that's like dangerous, you know, with his with his ball handling improving and he's already got the IQ and he's got the court vision. Got a nice little touch there. I mean, he's been missing the layups, but he can make a little short floater, and he's also got a nice looking jump shot when he can be consistent. So that, I mean, Bradley Beal, what are you doing, right? I mean, doesn't that seem obvious? Uh, Take your young guy with you. Yeah, I mean, he's so he's 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 a legitimate six nine. So if he could add, you know, that left hand, 
And then, like you said, you could put him in some pick and roll action and get him throwing some lobs to the bigs we got now. Um, or he can get downhill and try to try to get more attempts at the rim. Because I, I personally think at his size, he plays a little under 6'9". Uh, he takes a lot of threes. That's most of his shot profile. And I would like to see him get into that paint more. Even get on the block. Like, post some guys up and, and give them that little, you know, uh, uh, spin move and, and – you know, float around the rim, you know, nice little lay at the rim. Right. Yeah, he can do things like that, but I don't think they, they kind of feature it and they don't kind of encourage it. So I would like to see him get to that so he's he's not just standing in the corner shooting threes because he's not a catch-and-shoot player yet. Right, and the thing is he's so young and he was hurt last offseason. So I'm really excited for this offseason for him to work on his game. I mean, you everyone around, you know, Wizards fans can't agree he definitely worked on his defense this offseason, and, and we're seeing the product of that. Let's talk about Corey Kispert, another young guy here for this Wizards team. we got to focus in on the young guns because one of these guys has got to pop for this team to be successful in the next three to five years. Kispert last night, nine points, just one of five from three. He was three of eight from three the game before that, 0 of three, two of five, four of six. When you look at him, is he just a three-point shooter? Is, uh, is Kispert a kind of guy that you can get to maybe – be a slasher type at all. I mean, I, I kind of look and say, hey, he's similar to Duncan Robinson, but man, Duncan Robinson is so good off the ball. He finds a way to run around screens all day until he can get open, and he's good at the catch and shoot. It feels like the catch and shoot for Kispert, I know he can hit it. He's done it in college. He's been a little inconsistent uh, so far this year for me. Uh, how do you break down Corey Kispert, and are you happy about his bright future? Yeah, I, I, I like the pick when we took him because um, I felt like it was what we needed. We needed shooting, so uh, why not take the best shooter in the draft? Um, but but I think with Kispert, to my surprise, his in-between game has been a lot better than than I would say was advertised. Yeah. Um, I guess playing in that Gonzaga system, you learn how to move without the ball and cut and, and you know, finishing around the rim and the paint. Um, and, it, and you could see that because I think that's what's kind of keeping him on the floor because he hasn't shot it as well as – as I would have hoped from three. Right, um, I think same. he's more right now like a, a stationary shooter, like catch and shoot. You know, when his feet are set, he's good. Where Duncan Robinson to me is like an elite movement shooter. Right. Like Kyle Corner. Right. Yeah, like he can run off 100 screens and be fading left or right, and, and it's still cash. Um, Kisper hasn't gotten to that point yet. I think he needs to make some tweaks to his mechanics because he doesn't have a lot of arc on the shot. And it just feels like he has to like – he has to get his feet set really well before he can get that shot off. And he's still adjusting to the speed of closeouts in the NBA. So once he kind of like, he gets an off season to really adjust to the NBA speed, I think you'll see a better Kispert, man. But I, 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 I like his upside a lot. I think he's a good player. That's my guy, Dominique Nelson. You can catch his podcast by typing in Wizards of Gallery Place or follow him on social media, the King of Wizards Twitter. Damo, 8186. Man, thanks so much for the time early morning Saturday. I appreciate it, bro. Oh, man, anytime, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yep, hopefully the Washington Wizards can uh, get going here towards the end of the season. We'd love to have some wins. I'm Adam Epstein here on The Fan. When I go back here, I'm going to switch things up here. Let's talk about the commanders going after Russell Wilson. What did you think of that news last night? Was that an eye-opener for you? Did you see that coming? Do you think that they can increase the offer? Is it? Does that tell you there's a possibility of Russell coming to D.C.? Or does that tell you, oh, no, they tried, it's over with? 1-800-636-1067. Russell Wilson talk next here on The Fan. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Fan. Happy Saturday morning, everybody. March 5th. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. And last night, Twitter went wild as Ian Rappaport, rap sheet on Twitter, tweeted, How serious are the commanders in their search for quarterback? Sources say they made a strong offer to the Seahawks on Russell Wilson. It didn't go anywhere. But a sign Washington is ready to deal, and given what they have on their roster, they may be a QB away. I, I know that that last part of the sentence there kind of threw off uh, it, me in particular and, and some of the fan base. I don't know what games he's watching for us, him to think we're just a QB away when we had the 30th-ranked defense last season. Yeah, love and Rappaport. Bro. Obviously does a great job. But, yeah, he he threw me off with that last sentence right there. Rappaport, <laughs> Rappaport's wild, man. I, I go back and forth on him. Sometimes I really like him. Sometimes I don't. But uh, he then followed up that tweet. I'm sure – I bet he saw he was like, holy crap, a 1,000 retweets in 10 minutes. I better tweet again. He followed up that retweet by, re, by quote-tweeting his own quote and then adding, Washington has called essentially everywhere about finding a quarterback. Their call to the Seahawks shows a commitment to swinging big. They went 7-10 and 10 last year with a solid backup. A surefire starter changes everything for a team ready to compete. I will say, if you bring in a guy like Russell Wilson, you I will say 7-10 and 10 becomes 8 or 9 wins, but you need some help at wide receiver. You need Logan Thomas to come back fully healthy uh, at the tight end position there and be a big part of this, and I, I am excited. I am excited that they are actually making a move and trying to make a move. You know, like, I think it's like, I, I compared it to, like, going out at, to the bar and trying to talk to a girl, and it's, like, 2 a.m. and the bar's closing. Like, they know you're talking to them because you're trying to make a move. It's 2 a.m., you know what I mean? Like, it's too late for that, Washington. <laughs> you should have made a move for a quarterback two years ago. When Alex Smith was here on one leg and you made the playoffs. Instead of, uh, like, we should have been the guys that went after Matthew Stafford and traded everything. We might have tried to. We didn't offer enough. We ended up with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now we're the desperate guy that's going after every girl in the bar at 2 a.m. and saying, hey, do you want to come home with me? 
I got the pizza's banging in my house. We can, you know, I got some Jack Daniels over there. Get some Uber Eats, right? You know? we can get some Uber Eats. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a hilarious comparison, but very. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, definitely should have made a move before, but I am at least happy that they're trying to do something. Um, I will say, you know, Washington, in my opinion, hasn't really been a franchise to really go for that, you know, big swing. Right. Um, or they swing in the wrong places when they do go big. So. I at least give them credit if there's, you know, truth to this that, you know, they're at least trying to go for it. Absolutely. And and I'd be willing to trade anyone. I would be willing to trade Chase Young. The only guy on this roster I'm not willing to trade is Terry McLaurin. And actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go further. I I wouldn't trade Logan Thomas. I wouldn't trade Curtis Samuel even though he didn't do anything. I wouldn't trade Antonio Gibson because my point is is you bring in a quarterback, you need the pieces you need some talent around them. Uh, so I wouldn't trade anyone on the offensive side. On the defensive side of the ball, like Landon Collins. I don't know. <laughs> Can we trade Landon Collins for Jamal Adams? Like, <laughs> please, please let me do that. I don't, I don't think he's uh, even going to stay in Seattle. He's probably a free agent. But um, Washington trying for Russell Wilson. That's one option. Carson Wentz is an option. Mitch Trubisky is an option. Aaron Rodgers doesn't believe to be an option at all. Uh, Jameis Winston, possibly an option, but a lot of people around the industry believe he will be going back to play uh, for Tampa Bay if he's not re-signed by the Saints. So Washington, desperate for a quarterback. Malik Willis having a pretty good NFL combine there, getting everyone to talk about him. I thought it was interesting. You can bet the NFL draft. Of course, I work for BetMGM tonight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 p.m., and that's something we've been talking about. He started at plus 200 to be the first QB drafted. It's now minus 145. It's not worth betting on him anymore. He's going number one quarterback. He is. It's not going to be the first pick. It's not going to be the second pick. It's probably not going to be for a pick six, seven, or eight. But Malik Willis will be the first quarterback taken in this year's NFL draft, if you ask me. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. My guy Jason tweets me, what time is Bish Bucks on? I know people, this is appointment listening. I actually got Jason Bishop, Lurch Popper from the Junkies, to call into the show on a Saturday, on his day off. He's going to be joining the show when? At 9.30. We're going to talk college basketball and pick conference tournament winners. But next, here on The Fan, Russell Mania. Chris Russell, the rooster from the Team 980, joins us on The Fan. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on Saturday, March 5th. I'm Adam Epstein talking about the Washington Commanders in a huge offseason. Personally, I feel like Ron Rivera's career in D.C. is on the line. He has to hit on this quarterback. It's going to be his legacy. It's all we're going to remember him for. Whether he whiffs or he hits on a quarterback this offseason, it's the most important position in the game, and Washington can't go into another season, in my opinion, with Taylor Heineke. But here on the hotline to discuss it all with me is my guy, Chris Russell, the rooster from the Team 980. What's going on, Chris? What up, Awad? How are you? I'm good, man. So I, I was told to start off this interview by asking you your thoughts about Carson Wentz coming to Washington, <laughs> D.C. Uh, that is my greatest nightmare. <laughs> but he, look, is he, is he, a, is he by the Im- way, I'd much rather go with Taylor Heineke and what? Garrett Gilbert than Carson Wentz. No, I hate Carson I, Wentz. I can't do that. I don't I like Carson Wentz, Carson but Wentz. but I can't stand I, 
I would take him over Heineke every day. He's got he's an upgrade there. He's a be, Listen, he's a bigger I, arm. He can throw it deep. He can he can avoid the pocket. He can you know avoid he's, the sack. He's got all of that and a bag of chips, and he still stinks. And <laughs> and he's and he's usually hurt uh, somehow, some way. Last year uh, with the Colts, even though he failed miserably in uh, week seventeen and eighteen, wait, did, wait, wait, somehow didn't he the, uh, played didn't seventeen the defense games. Let him down there at the end huh? of the game. Didn't his defense let him down? Well, in week sure, 17, but I 18? mean, you know, look, how do you not make the playoffs? How do you start zero and three? How do you not make the playoffs when you had one win, two games left against a meh, Vegas team? I know they made the playoffs, but they weren't that good. Uh, and, and then a, a terrible Jacksonville team. One win, all they needed last two weeks, could not get it done. He was horrible, especially in that in that game against Jacksonville. And here's the thing: again, he played seventeen games last year. Great, he. He still has not. He's played in one playoff game in his career, Awad, and he got knocked out in the middle of the first quarter by Seattle. One. Everybody forgets Nick Foles not only took over and led that team to the Super Bowl, and it was you know a couple weeks left to go in the regular season. It was not like just the Super Bowl. It was the the stretch of that season, and then the next season Foles led them into the second round of the playoffs again, and then the <laughs> next season Wentz somehow stayed healthy for the regular season had a good regular season and got knocked out immediately in the first quarter to me he's an injury disaster waiting to happen on top of that even if he can stay healthy i.e what he did last year and what he did that year uh, that i was just referencing where he got knocked out in the first round against seattle even if he can find a way to stay healthy he's not that good anymore he hasn't been that good i don't know exactly if the injuries or the i don't know exactly what changed but if you watch him some of the decisions he makes especially when he's under pressure oh i mean i've I seen mean, too much of Carson honest, man. he went to north dakota state he's probably never been that good at football or else he would have gone to a bigger school i know well i mean listen he was the number two overall pick for a reason number one let's start with that but i was just having this conversation with mark uh, with uh marcus mariota with logan paulson yesterday <laughs> i i another quarterback i can't stand is marcus mariota that guy was the number two overall pick too and let's i talk was about dead, who you like man. i was dead right on him <laughs> as well i was absolutely stone cold right that dude had no business being the number two quarterback overall and Carson Wentz quite honestly I don't now listen Carson Wentz at least was really good before he ripped up his knee after coming back from the knee he he's shown some moments where he's been good it's just he's had these befuddling moments of just ineptitude and I can't quite figure it out. You have a great offensive line, a great running game, a good defense in Indianapolis, and you you start 0-3 and you can't make the playoffs? Come on. So who do you like, Chris? Because we need and, and I'm not accepting an answer of we're gonna we're gonna try out Taylor Heineke next right. year. Like right, I, right. I, I'll well, turn I don't in, think I'll they're turn gonna in do my that. jersey. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that, obviously. Uh but but he, he, here's here's what I would say, okay? And and this is gonna it, it, besides the big-name quarterbacks who we all like and who knows what's going on. First of all, you know who Rappaport talked to that got that gave him all that information? I mean, that is Ron Rivera corporate speak 101, if I've ever heard. I mean, it was like literally <laughs> Ron was typing the tweets for him. I mean, my goodness. Like, I couldn't believe how crazy Twitter got when I saw that at, like, 6 o'clock last night. We were doing our show from Capital One Arena. What part was it, though? The one QB, the QB away? 
Well, the, the QB away, uh, going after, you know, calling every team, going after the top name quarterbacks, how serious we are. The whole set of tweets was literally like Ron Rivera at the computer. I, I mean, I, I hate to be a jerk. No, so but then, I mean, that so, is I get that. so then what's your takeaway from it then? Well, my takeaway is, duh, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> I mean, literally, they've right. been aching and just... Awad, now you you mentioned Team 980. I, I host a daily show with Pete Medhurst, three to seven. We have a lot of time to fill. Okay, yeah. you 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 know what it's like to do multiple shows day after day after day after day after day in different markets, and and you know maybe sometimes you have calls, sometimes you don't, maybe sometimes you have guests, sometimes you don't, what have you, right? You gotta you gotta talk about a lot of things. Okay, you, you don't make stuff up, but you gotta talk about a lot of things. So. We've been talking about the need to upgrade from a from a Taylor Heineke type situation since early October. Right. While everybody just like woke up in January and realized, <laughs> oh yeah, this team needs a really good quarterback and an upgrade and they're going to go hard. We've been talking about it since early October. And I said they're going to go hard after Aaron Rodgers and then they're going to go hard after Russell Wilson. And I remember when Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were here on the Monday night game. Pete and I were broadcasting from FedEx Field and then the we talked about it then and then we talked the next day about it with Schefter. Schefter came on the show and I said, "Hey Adam, I said, remember last year when his agent leaked the four teams that he would like to go to to you and that was the case right he was like oh you know russ doesn't want to trade but if he were to be traded right. these are the four teams he wants to go to and you know so that kind of started that domino and soon after that the rumors started picking up obviously seattle season kind of went south but then they kind of recovered and i think they won four out of six and now everybody's like well Pete carroll's 70 Pete carroll doesn't want to go with a different quarterback so and i believe that I believe that. The question is, is what does Russ want? You know, he did that awkward interview with Ciara on today's show. He's chuckling. Oh, ha, 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 I'm from Richmond. Bah, bah, bah. You know, <laughs> I liked it. You know, uh, and, and all this stuff, right? Like Russell Wilson's, he's, he's a, he's a politician. He's a celebrity. Right. He, and he's not a dumb celebrity. He knows exactly what he's doing. He is in control. He's never going to turn his back. He's always going to, I'm surprised he didn't go, go Hawks. So maybe he did. I didn't see the end, uh, on, end of the interview, but he would go to wherever, whatever city and whatever team gave him the most opportunity. And Ciara, the most opportunity for money, celebrity, uh, nightlife, entertainment, um, uh, you know, politics, uh, um, all the the um, I mean, that sounds endorsement, a little like not endorsement DC. work, but you know, charity work that they do, all of that. He would go there in a second. So, so Chris, what is the most likely scenario? Who is the starting quarterback for the Commanders? I think it's going to be Mitchell Trubisky. And I know that's going to piss everybody off, and I don't care. Can Mitch Trubisky I, win some games? I think he can win some games. The question is, is if Ron is right that everything around him is ready for a quarterback, then they should win 10 games. If Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback, I promise you, Chris Russell, there will be chance in the stadium for Heineke. Uh, oh, no doubt. There'll be a lot of pressure. There'll be a lot. I mean, yes, there is no doubt that this fan base, which is often misguided and is so desperate, will be thinking Taylor Heineke is Johnny freaking Unitas. And that's wrong, but I understand that they're not going to like Mitchell Trubisky. Now, that I say that with 
it would be, in my opinion, Mitchell Trubisky, Taylor Heineke, and a rookie in the first or second round. Yeah. So either too. way, right, there would be like this ache to get the first or second round kid in. Now the problem is, is in the first training camp, first preseason, you really don't have enough, you don't really have enough throws to give three guys a legitimate amount of work and certainly a rookie. So I mean, I think you should just back off of that, but I, I don't think they go Mitch Trubisky, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, or Garrett Gilbert. I think they go Mitch Trubisky, Taylor Heineke, rookie to develop, but slowly, and that could lead into that could be the perfect opportunity for Malik Willis. You were kind of, I think you were talking about Malik Willis a little bit earlier. He's got the highest ceiling. We know he's raw. We know he's got a lot of development to do, but. And even though he's short, he's got incredible arm, pretty good accuracy. We know about the wheels. He, by everything I know so far, Awad, uh, very good kid, good leader, all that stuff. Now, there are some things that you worry about with a guy like that. Hold on, I'm hold not on. Saying Chris, that you Chris don't, let me but, break this down for yeah. you, okay? So Malik Willis, we've heard a lot of great things. Compare him, all right, with where he will be his rookie year with some of the guys that were drafted this past season. All right, because I feel like I've heard a lot of talk about this quarterback draft class is a lot worse than last year's, and it's a lot worse than next year's is going to be. Do you agree with that? Um, wait, wait, that this draft class is worse than last year's? Yeah. Well, it, it is in terms of reputation, but I wasn't a big Justin Fields guy at all. So so if you could redraft right now, would you take Malik, Will- Malik Willis or Justin Fields? I would take Malik Willis. Would you take him over Jordan now, Love? Now, now again, are, are we talking about Malik Willis starting Week One, or are we starting, or are we looking at how San Francisco has kind of dealt with Trey Lance, where I am, you're, you're not putting immediate pressure on him? I, I'm, I'm making it an open QB competition, and if he wins it, he wins it. Okay, but, I mean that's that's great to say, but I don't think Malik Willis is ready to play in the NFL Week One. Or what, year well, one. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Like, if they put him out there, would he look as bad as Dwayne Haskins? Uh, I don't think he would look as bad as Dwayne Haskins. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris. Because I'm I think he's going to work hard. I think he's going to work harder than Dwayne I, Haskins. I can't, I can't draft a quarterback that that's. I, I hate this whole thing. I mean, I can't draft a guy that's not ready to play Week One. This is the NFL. I, I know, Awad, but but l- listen, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's really really hard to make that adjustment that leap and learn everything and getting cohesion with all your with the limited amount of reps that there are and the limited amount of preseason games and everybody being scared to death for injuries i think you have to readjust the compass on that i really do i mean i could talk about this for days and days and days and i have i I think you have to just back off the the whole you know patient look is malik willis more advanced than trey lance Yes, I think he is more advanced. A, he's played more, okay, and he played at Auburn before he went to Liberty. Is Malik Willis a perfect prospect? Absolutely not. He's a little bit inconsistent. He's a little bit raw fundamentally. But I think those are things that can be developed if you have a little bit of patience, if you have a little bit of seasoning, if you have not this immediate, oh, my God, we've got to get this guy on the field week one against the Cowboys approach. If you have that, you're in trouble. I I genuinely think that. Sure, you can learn on the job. Sure, you can learn by playing. But you can also develop really bad habits and also expose yourself to injury if you don't know what the bleep you're doing. So, so do you think that, like, if Patrick Mahomes was thrown out there his rookie year, we'd be looking at a different Patrick Mahomes then? 
It's a great question. I'd like to think Patrick Mahomes would have figured it out, but I, I think I know Andy Reid, the coach, well enough to know that it, that, that he knew Patrick Mahomes was not ready week one, even though he had Alex Smith. Okay. So let me ask, let me ask you this, Chris. Okay. So let's just say Washington drafts Malik Willis. All right. He's not ready to play. The team goes with Heineke. They go with Trubisky. Mm-hmm. They're five and twelve, and then they they have the number four pick next year. You know what's stopping them from grabbing a quarterback in next year's draft that is a guy that's ready to play right away? Um, I mean, I can't, I, I couldn't rule it out, but I would think if you're five and twelve or five and eleven, I guess going into you know a fourth season, maybe of Ron Rivera, that maybe at some point we would see. Um, Malik Willis at, at some point late in the year, right? I think mm. that would be enough time where he's been in the building for six, seven months, been in meetings, been in practice, done doing scout team, right. all that stuff. I think you would see that before you got to that point. So at least you'd have some idea of where he is and maybe some ability to whet the, the appetite, if you will, of your fan base. And I don't know then again with a top five pick, if you say, well, okay, maybe we go quarterback just because you can never have enough. Now, maybe you do. I, I don't know. But here's the, here's the bottom line. I don't think he's ready to play week one, but could I see a scenario where he's ready to play week six, week seven, week eight? Sure, I could see that. I mean, maybe that might be a little bit too early. Maybe he wouldn't. I mean, he clearly wouldn't be a finished product at that point, A1. But I th- here's my point. In a, in a crop of sus- suspect suspect prospects, I'm going to go with the guy with the highest upside, and that's Malik Willis. That is un disputed he's got the highest upside he might also crash and burn but he's got the highest upside but you have to have a different option than just Heineke and just Kyle Allen or Garrett Gilbert whatever you want so that's why I say get a guy like Trubisky or if it's not a Trubisky hey you know what Uh, if Jameis Winston's willing to leave New Orleans even though he's got the I do not want Marcus Mariota here I do not want Carson Wentz here I don't really want Andy Dalton although I'd take Andy Dalton over Carson Wentz, and I know that would drive people crazy. I'd take Andy Dalton over Carson. I hate Carson Wentz. I can't stand him. I don't want him here. <laughs> hey, Awad, real quickly before you before you, before you dump me, yeah, yeah. you'd be proud of your boy. I, you know what your boy did last night? No, what I did the full game broadcast with Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor on the radio. Oh man, I oh, mean, man. Those dude, are my you want to you want to talk about an experience? <laughs> Your boy was breaking it down. I was getting after it on the analysis. I was talking about throwing different looks at Trey Young and <laughs> second and third chance opportunities. Your boy was cleaning up the glass like the Wizards weren't, baby. That's great, man. I love Dave Johnson. It's in the net. It's in the net. That's I mean, da- Dave and Glenn do, uh, you know, obviously a fun broadcast, the radio party, great job. Uh, and they were so kind. I mean, they were so, uh, like, you know, I'm not Mr. Basketball. I mean, obviously I know what I'm talking about, uh, but I'm not Mr. Basketball. You love the NBA. I don't love the NBA. I deal with the NBA. But it was, re- <laughs> it was really, really, really cool to have that perch and to see everything unfolding the way you do and to see them running different guys at Trey Young. And that's one of the reasons why Trey Young didn't shoot the ball well last night. Night, mm-hmm. But 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 it was just really interesting to see it from that perspective, and to have to be on live, immediate analysis. And I'm not an analyst, but I mean that's 
that was kind of my role last night. I wasn't doing play-by-play. I wasn't doing primary analysis. It was just really cool. So if you ever get the opportunity to do it, just saying, uh, you know, it, it, and I know you would love that. Uh, but for, for me, it was a really unique experience. I've never gotten to do a full game broadcast in kind of that role. Yeah. Done sideline reporting, done updates and halftime and all that crap uh, long ago for the Redskins Radio Network, but this was a first opportunity for me. It was really cool. That's awesome. That's Chris Russell. You can hear him, Russell, in Medhurst, 3 to 7 p.m., and I will say I enjoyed all season long you guys having Jay Gruden. I I, I made sure to catch that podcast every week. I appreciate week, you. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate you, Yeah, it was good man. stuff, man. And uh, thanks so much, as always. That's Chris Russell. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the fan. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Donald, did I tell you the story uh, the car accident I got into a couple weeks ago? No. I didn't tell you about that. No, not at all. I might have to save that story for the 9 a.m. hour. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the insurance company I worked with, but uh, they did not help me out. And uh, it cost me about four paychecks to get my car fixed. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, we did not have this conversation at all. Yeah, I mean it's been a, it's it's been a frustrating couple of weeks. I've been Ubering everywhere. Ooh. I got my car back today. It, it feels like it's driving fine, but I always, you know what I mean, like when you get your car back from the shop and you're like, I don't even know if I really trust these. Guys. <laughs> right, like right. They're telling me the radiator, the you know converter, all that stuff is how messed long, up. And how long was it in the shop for? For a week. Okay. Maybe maybe eight or nine days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if yeah, and that's major work to be done. If you're talking radiators and stuff, right, twenty five hundred. That's what I'm saying. And it, that's a pretty fairly quick turnaround. So I would understand the the hesitation when getting my car back. Yeah, it was so frustrating, man. So frustrating because I just got in the car. Like I got the car I, last August. You remember? Yeah, I was gonna say was like I remember a, you talking about right. the car. Yeah, I love my baby. I love my Honda CRV. It's not, it's not the same now. That it's got every someone else's hands has been on it. You know. <laughs> Aesthetically, at least, does it still like 
look good at least? Is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks back to normal. Okay, it's that's just, good. My baby don't drive like the way she yeah, did, you know? I understand it. I understand it. And like you said, you just got it. So I remember that conversation. Right. So that, I that mean, sucks. number one, they messed up like the uh, the height of the seat. Oh, man. And it's like you... Until you like, I had it perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I could like lean back, put my hand on the on the steering wheel, and right. whip that thing. And so it just it didn't feel the same this morning driving into work. And yeah, and to your point, especially when you get a new car, you got to adjust the seat and the steering just right. And then once you have it there, it's like you don't touch it after right. that. And, and these these mechanics were cold blooded. They had the the air conditioner down to sixty one degrees. Oh wow! I was like, what? They're working in a cold car. I, and maybe the garage is hot or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, that's that's right? strange. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it was not a pleasant drive to work this morning. And I didn't even have time to stop for my coffee. So I'm drinking a, a monster energy drink. Oh, man. Which you, you know me. I never do this. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I saw you drinking that this morning. I didn't even know who was hosting the show today. I was <laughs> like, who who is this guy? Yeah. I'm usually coffee. And a Gatorade. Today it's Monster and a Powerade. Oh man, yeah, I, 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 I'm doing what I did last week. The, the cold and the warm. I got an apple juice over here and a coffee. So, yeah. so I'm keeping that trend. The cold going. and warm is it's a good combo because you, you get the hot to like open up your throat and you feel like you can talk. You know what I mean? And because you know me, I come in here, I'll do my vocal exercises. Yep. Symphony saxophone, symphony saxophone, <laughs> yellow pepper, lemon pepper, yellow pepper, lemon pepper. But it's not the same without my hot coffee. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. We're talking about the Washington Commanders and their quarterback search. You heard it from Russell Will, uh, not Russell Wilson, <laughs> Chris Russell. <laughs> you heard it from Chris Russell last segment there that if Washington drafts Malik Willis, he doesn't believe that they will start him week one. And that, that's kind of where that, I, that gives me some pause because I know that the draft class of quarterbacks the following year is going to be even better. And even the year after that, we've got a local kid, here they went to DeMatha and Caleb Williams that's been a star already in his rookie year, freshman year at Oklahoma. He's transferring to USC. In two years, he's going to be a stud in the NFL draft, I really believe. Even his backup, Spencer Rattler, is going to be available. You got Bryce Young at Alabama. There's going to be quarterbacks in the next few years, so why would Washington draft Malik Willis if he's not going to be ready right away? 1-800-636-1067. We can also talk about the offer for Russell Wilson the uh, commanders put in a trade request. It didn't go anywhere. Ian Rappaport with the uh, reporting of it last night on Twitter saying that Washington believes they're just a QB away and they were going all in for somebody this offseason. Who do you want? You can tweet me at AWOD Radio or you can call in 1-800-636-1067. Who should be the commander's quarterback in their inaugural season? Let's discuss it next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.